You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey sis, have you downloaded the Prescription for Purpose mobile app? It is the number one resource for women of faith who are looking to build their faith and walk in purpose. This is not your ordinary app. There are so many great features from Bible studies to devotionals, practical resources, study tools, and flashcards for every verse in the Bible so you can truly study God's word. You can even get your own devotionals, prayers, and Bible studies featured right on the app to share with everyone in the community. My favorite part of the app is the community. There's so many women who are a part of this app that are truly just in love with God and we want to build a life that is pleasing to him. So if you are looking to partner with us to pursue your purpose, head over to the Apple App Store or to the Google Play App Store and download the Prescription for Purpose app today for free. That's RX for Purpose. Hey girl, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode, which is entitled How to Follow God and Not Your Feelings. This is another mailbag episode, and the listener asked that we have a conversation about acknowledging our feelings, but not staying in our emotions and our feelings, or how to be obedient despite how we feel, okay? This is the conversation. It is very necessary because we all have emotions and often struggle with how our emotions fit into our faith walk with God. And I've done a a study and a lot of conversation about this. Um, In full transparency, I'm really learning how to be a better steward of my emotions, right? My issue isn't that I won't be obedient to God because of my emotions. It's honestly that I'm the opposite. I grew up in a household um, where my feelings about stuff were not recognized or cared about. And it made it even more difficult because the parent who perpetuated this was not my dad. Right? Like, I don't have daddy issues. I have maternal trauma. (laughs) Like, Like, it made it because the person who was inflicting this trauma and all of that was the one who's supposed to, like, be more nurturing I never really learned how to nurture myself. And so what I found was that I was not making room for my emotions and for me to experience them and for me to identify my feelings and then submit it to God. I was stuffing them wherever they would go and I was doing what God called me to do a lot of times under emotional duress of my own volition because I did not know that or had not learned yet that God being our father, he cares about every piece, including that. And so this year, um, God really started dealing with me about having self-compassion, right? And so I say all of that to say that stuffing your emotions and being a slave to your emotions are both detrimental. This conversation is for all of us. So it's not just the fact that I don't, I'm disobedient because of it's 
that I am obedient, but still missing out on the intimacy of the relationship with God because I don't submit my emotions to him. So it's for everybody. Okay. And I wanted to remind us all that we have to be stewards of our emotions. And as I was meditating on this question and meditating on the experience that I've had, God brought me over to our boy Elijah, okay, in 1 Kings 19. And in 1 Kings 19, the prophet Elijah, um, he had just prayed literally fire down from heaven. Um, and he was on this like spiritual mountaintop, I'm sure, for lack of better words, where he's like, oh, y'all think y'all guys, nah, nah, my God gonna rain down fire from heaven. And he went rain down on me, shut up, follow me. And that's what happened. Okay. That's what had happened in the book. <laughs> but then in the next instance, Jezebel is like, I'm about to kill you. And so he runs away. And Elijah is literally battling, to me, what seemed like suicidal thoughts. Like, you, he said, God, let me die. That sounds like suicidal thoughts to me as a healthcare provider. Let me die. And God had him in the wilderness. Right? And in that time, God covered him. He fed him. And he instructed him. And then God even revealed himself to Elijah within this same passage, right? That like the, the storm comes, God's not there. None of that. It's the small, still voice, right? And in the end, Elijah instructs, um, or God instructs Elijah rather to like go anoint new leadership. Like he, and Elijah is then obedient. He went from, I'm ready to die to going out and appointing new leaders. That like that whole range of emotions to me is so fire. Like you do one thing for God and then you know you were obedient. You feel like you should be winning. And then little Lucy come back around and spin the block. However, he decides to pull up this time. And now you're like, God, what is this? Right? Like, what is this? And so now you're discouraged. Now you don't feel covered and loved. And so I want to share just some revelations that I got from this passage. And we're going to have a conversation about how to follow God and not our feelings. So the first thing we have to understand, and this is something that I studied as I've been in therapy and learning how to show myself compassion is that there is a difference between emotions and feelings. I don't know if you know that, but there's a difference between emotions and feelings scientifically. Scientifically speaking, our emotions are automatic, unconscious demonstrations and displays of feelings. And our feelings are experienced consciously. So, you're yelling and screaming, but you don't, that's just the response to the feeling. The feeling is anger. The feeling may be fear, but you yelling and screaming and crying, the crying, the emotion of you crying 
is just an expression or a response, an automatic response to the feeling. And a lot of the work that I've had to learn how to do is to identify the feeling so then I could submit that to God. Right? Our emotions be lying. Our emotions lie. And understand that this is an automatic, sometimes unconscious response. And this is why we had that episode where I talked about last season, reactions versus responding. Your emotions cause you to react. You have to identify the feeling so you can respond to the feeling appropriately. And so the first way that we have to really start learning how to follow God and not our feelings is to first identify the feeling and put language to it. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And what I found is that most emotions can be tied to one of three feelings, sadness, anger, or fear, most negative emotions. I'm either sad, I'm either angry, or I'm afraid. Most of my negative emotions come from that. Even triggers. I'm triggered because it reminds me of a space where I was not protected and I was fearful in that moment. And so this this response that I have is to try to protect myself because I'm afraid that I'm not covered. You see what I'm saying? Like even trauma, tra- traumatic memories are stored in a different part of your brain. When I tell you I have been studying this, they're stored in a different part of your brain. It's a lot more vivid. And that's why you even have trauma thoughts and responses. And so we have to take a minute to slow down ground ourselves and really say, okay, I have these emotions. What is it tied to? So then you know how to pray. So if you're feeling fearful because you don't feel protected, you can submit that to God. God, this is scary. I don't feel protected. I know where this is coming from. Help me navigate this. Right? So I'm sure that Elijah's emotions had him out here ready to die. And he was likely fearful because somebody placed a threat on his life. Right? Like, they cut off John the Baptist's head. That, that was later, but, but child, like, these people were really, they killed toddlers trying to find Jesus. These kings and these evil rulers, they were out here for the streets. So I'm sure, <laughs> like, Like, I'm sure that if somebody placed a a bounty on our head, we would, we would be fearful too, as strong as we are in the Lord. And so when we're in relationship with God, we have to learn how to identify the root of the emotion. Why are you feeling this way? What are you really feeling that's causing this outburst or causing this deviation And then once you're able to articulate and identify the feeling, you can submit that to God. And even if you can't get to the bottom of the bottom of it, take what you have found and submit that to God because he can reveal your heart to you. 
right? Like that, that's the, that's part one. That is how you're able to really get the wisdom that God imparts in prayer. We have to be willing to do some uncomfortable introspective work. When God told me that I needed to show myself more compassion, I was like, but I'm a very compassionate person. He's like, yeah, because you know what it's like to not grow up with compassion. And so you extend it to everybody else. You're very intentional to extend compassion to everybody else, but you do not extend it to yourself. It was a word. It was a word. It was a word. It was a word. Because I understand what it's like to not have compassion. I was ready to show it. I I have so much compassion for people. It's like my superpower. I will love on you, hug on you. I just have compassion for people. There's a little girl on an episode of the first 48. And she watched this man kill her sister and her sister's aunt. They were, um, I think they had the same dad, different mom, something like that. And that baby was 12. She was in the closet hiding. And she was telling her story and the tears that I cried for her. I was like, I want to find this girl and do something for her. <laughs> because Jesus, like when I say I be having compassion, one thing about me, I be having compassion. But that comes from knowing what it's like to not have it and wanting other people to have it and still not learning how to extend it to myself. Hey sis, I want to tell you about our new Prescription for Purpose quiz. This quiz takes less than three minutes to complete and when you finish, you will receive your official purpose prescription. Your prescription will include information about your diagnoses and then you get free courses to help you take the necessary steps to start walking in purpose. The quiz is customized to help you in your current season. Do not spend another day without the clarity and instruction that that you need. Go right now to the link in the show notes, take the quiz and get your official purpose prescription today. Now let's get back to the show. And so part of us following God is understanding that compassion is a part of who he is, right? He's so moved to be compassionate means to be moved in a way that causes action. So Jesus was so moved, like there's a scripture in Matthew about how Jesus was so compassionate for the people. He felt like they were a sheep without a shepherd. Like he was, he felt that thing so on the inside of him that it caused him to do something. Girl, like that, that level of love for ourselves, we have to, we have to be stewarded by the Holy Spirit enough and led by the Holy Spirit enough to give, be given the tools to do that. So when we talk about following God and not just following your feelings, we have to talk about the fact that we have to learn how to feel our feelings and still follow God. <laughs> so we, we don't need to dismiss our feelings, right? We just have to dig a little bit deeper Find what the feeling is past the emotion and give that to God, right? Like Elijah was being transparent with his feelings. He was raw. He was like, you should have let me die. You should have let me die, sir. Okay. 
And so many of us have been conditioned to come to God like we have it all together. So we come to our prayer, God, I am sad because this and like, no, 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 uh-uh, no. I need you to be transparent. Okay, cry, scream, all the things that you, the emotion that you have, God can handle it. He's the only one who can handle it in totality and support you and then set you back up and put you on the right path. Because that's what he did with Elijah. Okay, simply put, Elijah needed a nap and some food. <laughs> if you read the passage, he slept under that tree. The, the birds fed him. And that man needed a nap and some food. God was like, let me meet, let me meet your physiological needs. Let me Maslow's hierarchy you real quick. <laughs> okay. And we can all relate. Like you're hungry. Grab, grab a Snickers. Take a nap. And more importantly though. What Elijah needed was a personal touch from God. And God provided all of that in the wilderness. This is why I keep telling y'all that the wilderness is not a bad place to be. When it is God ordained. Wandering in the wilderness is deadly. But literally God recovered and rejuvenated Elijah in the wilderness. And so it's critical to understand that we're able to have our emotions, but they be lying. And sometimes we need to get to the root of what's really going on. And once we identify that, we can be strategic in praying and asking God to do the work necessary to uproot and deal with that thing. And so one thing that has been super helpful to me has been a feelings wheel. And my therapist really brought the feelings wheel back um, into my tools to utilize. And I'm going to share it. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes so you can get your feelings wheel. But it really is an amazing tool to help you put some language to what you're feeling. So the first part of navigating how to follow your how to follow God and not your feelings is to learn that your emotions and feelings are different then for you to submit your feelings to God once you're able to articulate what you really feel and then you submit that thing like we have to be more submitted to the leadings and promptings of God than our feelings. And I always talk about Saul when I when I think about this because Saul had a set of instructions and he disobeyed the instructions because his emotions got him caught up. He the, the scripture talks about how he was he saw the people approaching and he saw his soldiers wilding out because they were afraid and he went ahead and sacrificed the offering before he was supposed to and his emotions had him disobey God and that disqualified him. And it wasn't just the disobedience that disqualified him, it was the self-dependence. And he never repented for that behavior. Matter of fact, Buddy went and dabbled in witchcraft so he could talk to the prophet after he died, right? He did this and this is like the picture of toxic self-reliance. So a lot of times when you are trying to follow your feelings, you're really being self-reliant. It, this is more than about you submitting to God. You're, you're saying, I don't need you. 
And this is more than just about your feelings. You're telling her, I don't need you. I'm going to figure it out. And we disobey God because we don't truly trust his plan, right? Our emotions lie. We don't identify the feeling and then we make poor decisions. And so we have to remember that we are submitted to God's instruction no matter what, because we know that he knows better. Like that's, that's the major key. I'm even though this sounds crazy. Okay. It sounds crazy that you have me leave my job to do it. But he, the fruit. Okay. If y'all listened to last week's episode, the fruit. Oh, I know he know better than me. And so I did it. He moved me from St. Louis to Tampa, sold our house on Craigslist. It, it sound, my feelings was like, boy, ain't no way. But he said, who? I am the way. Per. Okay. Like, y'all. And when we don't follow God's plans and we follow our feelings and our emotions instead, outside of us not submitting our emotions, we are just flat out telling God we don't need him and we're being toxically self-reliant. It's a trust issue. You don't really trust that God's going to do what he said he, he was. You don't trust him to be a provider. And we have to be willing to have that conversation with God. I talked about this. Like, it seems taboo, but it's taboo for it to be in your heart and you being disobedient. So let's have a conversation. You have to submit that part to God and ask him to help you remove that barrier. Right? So that that's the major key. Now, I will add that in addition to this, there's a misconception that I want to educate y'all on so, so it, can, it can free you. Um, you're not going to always feel like doing what God said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we think that because we don't feel like doing what God said that it must not be God. That's a lie. Because most times, <laughs> the stuff that God tells you is going to feel unnatural because it goes against your sinful nature. So it's going to be difficult. You are going to be stretched. Okay, I would say God will stretch you, but he's not going to stress you. Meaning you, if you feel overwhelmed and all of that, like that's not of God. The instruction may even be from God, but somewhere along the way, you have skeet skirted off the path because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So you will be stretched, but you should not be stressed and pressed to the point of like overwhelm, burnout, disaster. If you are, then somewhere along the way, you flip back into being toxically self-reliant and you're trying to do something in your own strength. But a lot of times people think that, oh, I got a word from God and it was so beautiful. It is. But when you get in it, it's it's challenging. It can be ghetto, for lack of a better word. Like, y'all really think Noah woke up and was like, I'm about to build this ark some more and ain't no rain. Right? Like, I'm sure that there were days where he was like, man, duh, <laughs> forget all this. I'm like, I'm sure there were naysayers. The splinters. Can you imagine the splinters that this man might have gotten? It was hot. He was tired. 
then all these animals pull up. It's a lion. What? You want me in here with a lion? Come on, bro. Like, for real. For real. I'm sure that he had days where he likely doubted all of this. But the Holy Spirit that we have on the inside of us can keep us from steering off course. He gives us the strength to crucify our flesh, to tell your flesh to hush and to get in line. You will never be able to do the things that God has called you to do without being surrendered to his spirit. For a lot of people, the stuff that God calls us to do um, feels impossible. That's because it is. You cannot do it without him. And so one of the major reasons that we do not follow God and not our feelings is because we are not fully surrendered to God in every area of our life. We want to still work our plan out, but now we think that because we're in relationship with God, he going to put some lorry season and salt on our plan and it's just going to work out instead of being fully submitted to his plan. And so when you have that, there's going to always be a conflict and you're going to keep bumping your head. So we have to submit our emotions and our feelings. We have to navigate those things. But more importantly, we have to be totally surrendered to God. God, I'm so desperate for a change that if you tell me to rub my belly and pat my head and hop on one foot, I'm going to be out here looking like the girl on, um, what's that movie? Coming to America. Whatever you like. What you like. Whatever you like. <laughs> we have to get to that place. And until we do, we will never be able to experience the totality of transformation that God has for our life. So says, I pray that this answered your question, gave you some guidance. I love having conversations like these, y'all. That is it for this week's episode. I love y'all and I'll talk to you next week. This episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online membership community for women who want to grow in both their faith and in their business. It's hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. This membership community literally has everything that you need. We do free challenges once a quarter. And our last challenge at the end of the year, people were getting saved. People were getting jobs, growing in their faith. I mean, it is just such a rich place to be. I absolutely love hosting the society because I get to teach Bible study every two weeks. Kavaya writes daily devotionals. We have prayer call every week. Tatum does business training and Rosalind makes sure that we are on our toes mentally and we're able to effectively be productive in every aspect of our life. I promise that you will not regret taking advantage of being a part of this community. Head on over to the blessed and bossed up society.com to start your free two week trial. That's blessed and bossed up society com to start your two week free trial today. Now let's get back to the show.